Now, though, we're going to go over to Rarotonga because there's a project there being led by an environmentalist, Alana Smith, which is taking advantage of an anatomical quirk to track turtles' movements around her home country. The director of the NGO Ipquarea Society is using AI facial recognition software to identify turtles by their facial patterns, which are unique, rather like fingerprints. If you've got any photographs of turtles captured in Cook Island's waters, uh, specifically if you've got a clear view of the left side of the turtle's face, the Citizen Science Project would love to hear from you. Alana Smith, kia orana, how are you? Kia orana, yes, I'm very good, thank you. A nice muggy day in the Cook Islands today. Oh, we've been certainly enjoying the muggy weather for sure uh, this yeah. summer <laughs> everywhere, haven't we? Um, this is fascinating and, you know, we've just been talking about uh, New Zealand photographs. Here we are talking about photographs of turtles now. Uh, tell, oh, us how you, tell us how you got into this and, and how the AI is able to help you. Yeah, sure. So really, you know, we don't really have much information when it comes to current behaviours that um, what our turtles are getting up to here in the Cook Islands, let alone uh, Rarotonga. So we had reached out to some contacts uh, globally um, and was informed about this way of tracking and monitoring individual turtles' movements through photos. Um, specifically, you know, the facial scutes that turtles have are unique. Um, they, they work like our fingerprints. So through this unique pattern, um, we're able to track their movements over time. It's absolutely extraordinary that this is able to be done. What sort of um, work have you been able to do using AI? What is the value of it? Yeah, so the AI software, I wouldn't say it's too much of AI. It's more so a very simple software called i3s. It can be searched up on YouTube Um, And it just sort of is able to recognize patterns or facial scutes that have been uploaded into the database and then pull that pattern up again to say, yes, this individual has been picked up in the software already. So here it is again. Um, But you do need the human eye to then truth that pattern to make sure um, it actually is the pattern which this software is is putting up um, together. So not so much AI just yet. Mm. It's a bit of human eye to also confirm um, that the turtle is, is, is what it is um, thought to be. And tell us a little bit about the patterns themselves. Are you able to describe them for people who aren't familiar with this? Yeah, well, I mean, you can just look at any sort of photo and if you have of a turtle and if you look closely at the face, they have um, small sort of scale looking patterns on the side and um, that is what what the software is looking for and that is how we're able to tell the difference between individual turtles. It's the same for um, manta rays. They have unique spots that are specific to the manta ray underneath um, on their belly, um, as well as spots that are also seen underneath uh, whales too. So these are all unique to these very species um, and, yeah, a way of being able to track them over time. What is the tracking for? 
Tracking, well, like I mentioned at the beginning, we really don't know too much about the behaviours of our turtles here in the Cook Islands. So being able to track their movements um, through this monitoring program helps us understand what's going on, where our turtles are going, what they're doing. And from our information we've collected over a year's period, we've found that our turtles here on the Rarotonga are quite happy to stay here. They're residential turtles um, that have enough food um, to be able to just be locals, I suppose. Um, but, you know, we really want to move this program to our outer islands, our Pa'inoa, uh, to see whether our turtles eventually end up over there, uh, like our neighbours, neighbouring islands, Aitutaki um, and Achu Mangaia, for example. So we're really at the beginning stages of knowing um, what our turtles are, are getting up to, and we hope that this will be the start of improving on that information and the data on what our turtles are doing. What sort of numbers do you have in the database at the moment? And what kind of picture have you been able to build up of, of some of these turtles' individual lives? So, we, yeah, we've had the program running for about a year and we've been very fortunate to have um, dive companies send in photos um, historic photos too that date back to 2011 um, as well as visitors that have come on, on Te Rarotonga sending in photos so it's been a big range um, of photos that we've received from a whole different group of people um, but from this alone we've been able to get about um, 80 to 90 individual sh- turtles um, which is now supplying our database And, yeah, I mean, that's the neat thing about the program is that we don't need present photos. We can also rely on older photos, which has really um, made things interesting and what we're now finding out today. So you're able to take photos, as you say, from uh, sort of from anyone uh, who is getting up close to the turtles, um, which obviously Mm. would involve tourists. Are they are they safe to get quite close to for people? Um, it doesn't endanger the turtle or or spook them in any way. And if someone is wanting to get a photograph, mm. yeah. Well, here on um, Rarotonga, there are opportunities to swim with our turtles through various um, turtle tour operators that we have, um, and you will be going out Avavaroa Passage. This is where. A lot of our turtles um, like to rest and hang out on cleaning stations. Um, and yeah, you're bound to see a turtle through uh, one of visiting or well, working through one of these operators. And yeah, our society were out just recently because we were interested to see, you know, were the turtles being startled in any way? Um, were there any rules put in place to making sure that these turtles weren't touched? And we were we were silently pleased that there was no um, signs of any of the turtles being touched by tourists. So that was good. So they're being told right at the start by the operators that this is, you know, one of the key rules is not touching wildlife. Um, and then surprisingly, these turtles were okay with their photos being taken as well. It's almost like they've become tamed um, by the paparazzi <laughs> taking their shots. So it, it helps when you're wanting to get a nice clear shot of um, the left profile of their face. What sort of uh, threats do turtles face in and around the Cook Islands? 
So, I mean, it would be anywhere in the world. Uh, plastic pollution is one of the biggest uh, threats. Uh, you know, they, they would misinterpret plastics as food. Um, plastic bags, for example, um, mis, uh, confused for jellyfish. Uh, we've also got fishing nets that would be left in our lagoon um, unattended or overnight. Uh, turtles can get caught into these and then drowned as a result. Um, we've come across cases where a couple of turtles have been caught up in the props of uh, boats that have been going in and out of passages. So, you know, putting recommendations in like prop guards, um, are some of the measures that could be taken to, to better look after our, our turtles in the Cook Islands and throughout the Pacific. What sorts of threats, though, are there from um, perhaps more further afield, the things like Fukushima water that has been released? What about things like deep sea mining? Yeah, the the Fukushima case is a is an interesting one. It's been interesting that the scientists have said, you know, the the pollutants that will be coming out will have no effect. Um, on, on the ocean um, and from our society's point of view we've, we've always thought that if that was the case then it should be safe enough for <clears throat> for uh, the chemicals to be put back onto the, the land of Japan so I, I wouldn't know what the impacts would be of the, this water release on our turtle community that would definitely need to be something monitored over time um, and then yes you've got the likes of upcoming pressing potential issues like um, seabed mining that the Cook Islands has interest in given we have these polymetallic nod- nodules within our EEZ um, there are so many uncertainties and unknowns when it comes to this type of activity that we still really don't know to this day uh, what impacts deep sea mining could have on our migratory species, not only our turtles, but um, our humpback whales that migrate throughout the Pacific waters um, and, you know, potential noise pollution that could come uh, from deep sea mining um, pumps going up and down. Um, These are all, you know, the unknowns that we really need more time to have a better understanding of whether these issues could be managed um, appropriately. appropriately. As for when the turtles are uh, nesting, if that is the right word, um, Mm. what sort of threats do they face on land? Are things like rats um, the kind of predator that could cause a lot of damage? Yeah, so it has been interesting talking with local here on the capital, Rarotonga, they have reported that some 30 plus years ago there was nesting actually happening here on um, Rarotonga. But, you know, through coastal development, um, that could be some of the reasons as to why they've moved on to other islands, uh, neighboring islands um, like Aitutaki and, and nesting over there because, you know, the turtles, they don't like um, light pollution and with coastal development encroaching on their um, nesting sites, you know, would force them to move away. And yes, there are other invasive species threats like rats that uh would disrupt nesting sites. Um, so Palmerston Island, which is in one of our um, northern southern group islands, is a, a key a hotspot for nesting turtles. And um, as of last year, it has just recently undergone a rat eradication project 
um, through a partnership with Department of Conservation, the mm-hmm. Pukati Society, our National Environment Service and Agriculture to hopefully get this job done and have, you know, the, the biodiversity benefits that come from a rat eradication project, but also the food security benefits for communities such as Palmerston that are just so isolated um, with no airport runway um, and, you know, is only supplied by a cargo boat that comes every four months. Mm. Um, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. It's great to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us on Saturday morning. That is Alana Smith there from Ipukarea Society over in Rarotonga speaking about the efforts to use facial recognition to track turtles uh, across there in the Cook Islands.